Praise the Lord. Well, we thank God for another year to celebrate uh, the welfare. I think we have every cause to say thank you to Jesus. You know, last year, we didn't have the opportunity to be here, but this year, we thank God that we're all here today. To God be the glory. Shall we pray? Abba Father, Abba Father, Abba Father, we thank you, Father, for this opportunity to stand before you, to worship you. Father, we commit this hour as we sit to listen to your word. Pray, Lord, Father, even as you speak through me, that every word that will come out of my mouth will be words that will bless your children and bring glory to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Praise the Lord. Yeah, like I said, like we said, uh, our topic or our theme is keep on helping the poor. Keep on helping the poor. Supposed to be a continuous thing. And then we, we took it from um, Galatians 2.10. I'm going to do it on this a little while. I'm going to use the TPT. And I'm going to, you know, read it out in ERV2. So TPT says, they simply requested one thing of me. Now, let me just give a, a little bit a brief uh, um, what happened here. 
you know, after 14 years of Paul's ministry, the Lord asked him to go to Jerusalem and have interaction with the apostles over there, with Peter, John, and James, and the rest of them. So Paul went with uh, Barnabas and Titus. And when they got there, Paul said, I want to go there to make sure that what I'm preaching is in line with what they are preaching. So when they got there, Paul was so excited because his preaching is in line with what they were preaching. He says that God asked Peter and the rest of them to preach to the Jews. And I, Paul, to preach to the non-Jews. But brethren, can you imagine, after that meeting, that was an important meeting. And before Paul left, they told Paul, he says they simply requested, one request. If you read it in ERV, it says, they asked us to do only one thing. So out of all the discussions they had, only one thing mattered, and which was, remember the poor and needy. Uh, to remember to help those who are poor. That was the only one thing. As a matter of fact, if, if Paul wasn't taking note, he must have brought out his note to take to write down that one thing that matters. To remember to help the poor. And look at what he said. He says, which was the burden I was already carrying in my heart. He says, this was a burden. It has been a burden in my heart. I've been carrying it in my, in my, in my heart to, 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 to help the poor. In other words, I don't have to be reminded. It has now become a part of me. So, you see the importance of helping the poor. I looked at the dictionary to find out the, the, the meaning of remember, the word remember. And it says to think of again. To think of again. So it has to be indelibly in your heart to think of again, again, again. To retain in memory to keep in mind, to remain aware of, to have something come into the mind again. To have something come into the mind again. In other words, helping the poor has to be a lifestyle of Christians. And this is the responsibility God assigned to every, every one of us as believers. When you read Mark 14, 7, the Lord made it very clear to us that the poor will always be with us. That the poor will always uh, 
be with us. Can we look at this? We are going to watch a video, about four minutes video. Can I have the first video, please? Attention to this video. was not asking for money, was asking for food to eat. begging for food. Whether that is that is what I, I asked you to go and do there. I should be dashing everybody that comes around to. Would I have set up this place if I had been doing that? Of what use is a madman to me? Very not not important at all. Only God knows what, what he even carried his hand into that has made him to, to run mad walking up and down and coming to my shop to, to ask for, for food. Better watch that plate oh, and tell him to leave that place. You should leave my shop. This is not a place for mad people. Uh, please, madam, can you give him food? I'll pay for it. Oga, I say here, I don't attend to mad people. Thank you, sir. Oh, madam, I don't understand. They are also a human being like you. I know he's a human being. He's a madman. Of what importance is a madman? No importance at all. If you help them, there is no way that I can even show you appreciation. They don't even know. If you give them money, they can't even tell you thank you tomorrow. Of what is okay, tell me. If I do him good today, tomorrow, how will he pay me back for the good I have done to him? No way. Madame, no, it's a waste, please. Okay, no, 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 I go to church too. I'll be Christian. No. I did my business. I did for a year. I beg. Is he still there? Wait, wait for me. I'm coming there now. That's the same place that refused to give, give him food. What use is a madman to me? 
Now she has remembered what she did to him when she was when he was asking for food. Praise the Lord. So the question is, how do we see the poor people? What is our perception of the poor? Do they irritate us when they approach us? Or do we welcome them with open mind? I remember back in those days, few years ago, whenever I drive and come to a stop sign, you see people begging for money. You see, I always pray that the light will turn green before they get to me, so I won't give them anything. But now, when I'm approaching them, I got my money ready. Even if the light turns, I drop it on the floor for them. So how worried or concerned are we about the welfare of the poor? Have we ever thought about how these people feed? I want to tell us with certainty that every poor person depends on us to survive. And if they don't get it, some of them may die of hunger. You know, just the same way babies depend on their mothers to survive, this is the same way they depend on us. Remember, the poor will always be with us. Paul said it was a burden to him and he was already carrying them out in his heart. In other words, you don't have to remind me because they are my responsibility. Now, which is contrary to what we saw in the video. She said, how is it her business? And to make it worse, she said, me too, I'm a Christian. Let me tell you, if those guys sitting there were unbelievers, what kind of message did she, the so-called Christian, sent out. Even after they pleaded with her to give him food and give them the bill, she still refused. You know, some of us are like that. She still refused. According to her, helping the poor is a waste because they will not pay her back. Paul never thought what he would get in return by helping them. Is this what we think about? Of what use are they to us? You see, when God gave us Christ, without, expect, without expecting anything in return, 
And he, all he expects from us is to accept him. You know, every, every manufacturer or every creator will have a label of the product you know, he, he produced. Like what we wear, the shirt. If you look at the back, you see where it was made. The cars we drive, made in Germany, made in Japan. Because they take the glory of their product. Now, if God was to put a label on each of us, whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian, let's say God puts a label here, stamped, made by God Almighty with his signature. I bet you, when you look at the back of the mad people, they will have the same. Because they are created in the image of God. Praise the Lord. Now let's see what Jesus said concerning this issue. Let's look at Luke 14, 12 to 14. He said, then Jesus said to the Pharisee who had invited him, when you give a lunch or a dinner, don't invite only your friends, brothers, relatives, and rich neighbors. He didn't say don't invite them. He said, don't only invite your friends. And here's the reason for that. And this is what we do. When we're having a party, we invite people that we know people that we hang out with, people that matter. He says, at another time, they will pay you back by inviting you to eat with them. I know that's, that's, that's a human, uh, human ideology, human ideas. You know, back home, when you attend funeral, they have a note. They write down what you came with. They write down your name. And if unfortunately, you know, something happens to you, they will go through that list to see what you brought when such calamity fell on them. And they, they repeat the same thing. People like to pay back. Let me pay him back. I don't want to owe him. Let me pay him back. I'm not talking about loan now. People like to pay back. But Jesus says, verse 13, says, Instead, when you give a feast, invite the poor, the crippled, and the blind. Then you will have great blessings. When you invite your friends, you don't get any blessings. They just pay you back. But God said, when you invite, invite the poor, those that cannot give you back, you'll be blessed. Praise the Lord. He says, then you will have great blessings because these people cannot pay you back. They have nothing. But God will reward you at the time when all godly people rise from dead. So what Jesus is saying is don't worry about what you get in return because you will not get anything from them. But I am the one 
that will bless you. Why? Because every act of kindness to the poor is done to me. Let's look at uh, Matthew 20, 25, 40, 46, TPT. And the king will answer them, don't you know, when you care for one of the least of these, my little ones, my true brothers and sisters, you demonstrated love for me. Then to those on, on his left, the king will say, leave me, for you are under the curse of eternal fire that has been destined for the devil and all his demons. 42. For when you saw me hungry, you gave me no food, just like what we saw in the video. When you saw me hungry, you gave me no food. And when you saw me thirsty, you gave me no drink. I had no place to stay, and you refused to take me in as your guest. When you saw me poorly dressed, uh, clothed, you closed your hearts and did not clothe me. When you saw that I was sick, you didn't lift a finger to help me. And when I was imprisoned, you never came to visit me. 44. And then those on his left will say, Lord, when did we see you hungry or thirsty? And did not. Let me go down to, to 40, 45, because I don't have much time. Then he will answer them. Don't you know, when you refuse to help one of the least of important one among, among these, my little ones, my true brothers and sisters, you refuse to help me and honor me, and they will depart from his presence into eternal punishment. Praise the Lord. So if you read this passage very well, you understand that both the sheep, because talking about both the sheep and the goat, they have one thing in common. And the only thing they have in common is that they didn't know when they were doing all these things, they didn't know it was affecting the Lord. The righteous people, the sheep, when they were doing all those things, feeding the poor, giving them uh, uh, food to eat, Clothing them, allowing them to come to the house. They didn't know they were doing that for the Lord because it was a lifestyle, it was their pattern of living. Again, the goats, the unbelievers, when they were doing that, they didn't know they were dishonoring. The Lord. So that was what they had in mind. I mean, come on. So the goal here will be to do all things and render all service to all people for the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Don't let your relationship with the poor rob you of your blessings. You cannot separate the love of God or the love for God from the love for people. You cannot say you love God and hate the people he created with love. And this is exactly what 1 John 
420 is telling us. Until you begin to see, until you begin to see Jesus in the life of those poor people, until you begin to see Jesus in the life of the needy, it might be difficult for you to love them. But when you see them and you see Jesus in them, then it becomes easy. You know, and that's, that's how God sees us. Much as we are believers, we still commit sins, but God doesn't see the sin in us. He sees Jesus in us that has taken away our sins. So when we see the poor people, we see the Lord, the God in them, then it becomes so easy you know, to love them. Listen to what a former homeless woman said. Her name is Zara Tiki, T-E-S-C-H-E-Y. She was a homeless woman from Philadelphia. And she now counsels people in need. Listen to what she said about how most people viewed her when she was on the street. She said, you are looked at like you are a trash. It is like they think you want nothing out of life. Like you are not still a person. They don't see you as a person. He says, once people are dehumanized, it is easier to ignore their misery and even oppose efforts to help them. This was exactly what we saw in the video. You know, people can, can, can discourage you to help the poor. If you give them money, they'll go and smoke. If you give them money, they'll go and drink. How do you know? They might be doing that. They might be doing it, but that shouldn't be our concern. Our concern should be how does God see us? How can a Christian not have love or compassion for the poor? How do you feel enjoying good trade, even for good meals a day, when your brother cannot afford a meal? Have you ever been very, very hungry and have no food or anything to eat? How would you feel? I bet you it is never, never a pleasurable moment. But these poor people's hope is on us. 1 Corinthians 4, 7, TPT. For what makes a distinction between you and someone else? What makes a distinction between you and that poor person? What makes a distinction between you and the needy? What makes a distinction between you and the homeless? And he says, and what do you have that grace has not given you? What do you have? What do we possess? What do we have that grace has not given me? This time is flying. And if you receive it as a gift, why do you boast as though there is something special about you? There's nothing special about us. Everything we have, everything we are is because of Jesus. There's nothing special. We are all just empty vessels. But God 
has made us through Jesus Christ what we are today. Praise the Lord. In 1 Corinthians 16, 14, like I said before, let love and kindness be the motivation behind all that you do. You can't do anything if you don't have love for somebody. So the only thing that can motivate you to help the poor and the needy is the love you have for them because of Jesus. James 1.27, easy translation, that's easy English Bible. It says, if you want to serve God in a completely good way, do things like this. Care for children who have no parents. Also care for women whose husbands have died. Help them in their troubles. If you serve God, our Father, like that, he will be happy with you. Do not let the bad people in this world make you dirty again or two. I know they can make you dirty. Like I said, they will try to convince you not to, not to help because they're going to use the money to do something stupid. Luke 6.30. What Jesus said, when someone comes to, to beg from you, now listen now, when someone comes to beg from you, give to that person what you have. He didn't say pick or find out if that person will use it for smoking or, or, uh, or drugs. He said, when, somebody, when someone comes to beg from you, give to that person what you have. When things are wrongly taken from you, do not demand them. Do not demand them back. So feeding the poor does not define the Christian. It is part of being a Christian. It should be a part of our nature as children of God. I like what uh, Mother Teresa, how, how she put it. She said, taking care of the poor is loving, is to love uh, Christ in action. Just let me, let, me, let me read it like I put it here. I like how, how she, she, she said that caring for the poor, caring for the poor is love for Christ in action. So when you love the poor, it's love for Christ in action. You are practicing it. Proverbs 29, 7, MPC says, the consistently righteous man knows and cares for the rights of the poor, but the wicked man has no interest in such knowledge. In TPT says, God's righteous people will pour themselves out for the poor, but the ungodly make no attempt to understand or help the needy. There has to be a difference between the righteous and the unrighteous when it comes to helping the poor. You have to pour your heart out. That's what he's saying. You pour your heart out to the poor. A wicked man is one who, who holds his resources for himself, 
Why a righteous man is one who gives what he has to bless others. And this is exactly what Jesus did for us. Second Corinthians 8-9, TPT says, For you have experienced the extravagant grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that although he was infinitely rich, infinitely rich, he impoverished himself for our sake. So he made himself poor. He was infinitely rich, but because of the love he has for us, even when we didn't deserve it, he became poor. So that by his poverty, we become rich beyond measure. Praise the Lord. So Christ made us rich by taking our poverty. So whatever we are today is because of the grace of God. There's this man, Bruce Watker, says a, a, a reformed evangelical professor of Old Testament and Hebrew says that the wicked are willing to disadvantage the entire community to advantage themselves. But the righteous are willing to disadvantage himself or themselves to advantage uh, others. There's this uh, Congo proverb that I like so much. It says, give your neighbor the bread that is already in your mouth. Give it to your neighbor. The bread that is already in your mouth. So you give it to your neighbor. This is what makes us different from unbelievers. They don't care about the poor. Ephesians uh, 2.10 Easy translation says, it is God who has worked in us through to make us what we are. So whatever you are, it's God that works through you. It's not your effort. It's God that is working through us. He has given us a new life because we are united with Christ, Jesus. He saved us so that now we can do good things in our lives. Those are good things that he has already prepared for us to do. And feeding the poor is one of the good things that we're supposed to do. Matthew 26, 6 to 13, TPT. Then Jesus went to Bethany, to the home of Simon, a man Jesus had healed of leprosy. A woman came into the house holding an alabaster flask filled with expensive fragrant oil. She came right to Jesus, and in a lavish gesture of devotion, she poured out the costly oil, and it cascaded over his head as he was at the table. Verse 8. When the disciples saw this, they were offended. What a total waste. They grumbled. We could have sold it for a great deal of money and given it to the poor. Jesus knew their, their thoughts and said to them, Why are you critical of this woman? She has done a beautiful act of kindness. Now, you see the mindset of the disciples, and you see how Jesus was able to discern their thoughts. And you see what he told them, that she has done a beautiful 
act of kindness. You will always have someone poor whom you can help, but you will not always have me. When she poured, let me not go further. So there is nothing you will do for the sake of Jesus Christ that is too much or a waste. Like David says in 2 Samuel 24, 24, that he will not give to the Lord what does not cost him. If we really appreciate what God did for us through Christ Jesus, then we will want to give him the best of everything. So why the disciples saw it as a waste? Christ saw it as a beautiful thing, a beautiful act of kindness according to this translation. Do you know that one of the reasons God destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah was because they refused to help the poor? Let's, let's read Ezekiel 16, 49 to 50. Yeah, Ruby. Says, their sister Sodom and, Sodom and her daughters were proud. They had too much to eat and too much time on their hands. And they did not help poor. Hopeless people. I mean, helpless people. Sodom and her daughters became too proud and began to do terrible things in front of me. So I punished them. They were so rich. They were eating and enjoying themselves and they refused to help the poor. Proverbs 8.13 I'm rushing a little because that's, that's another movie we are going to watch. Proverbs 8.13 says, To respect the Lord means to hate evil. I hate pride. I'm boasting evil lives and hurtful words. When you neglect to help the poor, you are neglecting your responsibility as a Christian. Praise the Lord. Okay, God did not bless us so that we will enjoy our blessings with our families and friends. Because we see that in Genesis 12, 2, when God blessed Abraham, he says, and I will make you a great nation. And I will bless you abundantly and make your name great, exalted, distinguished, and you shall be a blessing, a source of great good to others. We sang it this morning, Abraham's blessings are mine. We are blessed in the morning, evening, that Abraham's blessings are ours. So God said, Abraham, you will be a source of great good to others. God has also made us a, a source of great reward to others. Because the Bible said that the same blessing God blessed Abraham with, that's what we have. And the same way Abraham got his own blessing through faith, that's how we got our own blessings. Praise the Lord. For Galatians 3, 8 to 9 says, the scriptures told what would happen in the future. This writing says that God would make the non-Jews, the non-Jewish people, right through their faith. God told this good news to Abraham before it happened. God said to Abraham, I will use you to bless all the people on earth. Abraham believed this, and because he believed, he was blessed. 
all people who believe, all people who believe, that's we, are blessed. The same as Abraham was. So we are enjoying the same blessing Abraham enjoyed. And as such, like God instructed Abraham to use his blessings to bless others, we're supposed to do the same thing, to use our blessings to bless others. Praise the Lord. Now let's look at uh, you know, Mark 12, 41 to 44, because I want to point out something here. We, we know the story very well. The story of, or we always say the widow's might, widow's might. How Jesus left everything he was supposed to do or he was doing and came and sat in front of the treasury and watching people drop in whatever they had. The rich men were dumping in very huge some amount, very huge amount of money. But this poor widow came and dropped just a little mite. Just a lot of things. And then Jesus made a very wonderful remark, telling his disciples, of all the people that gave, that this woman gave the most. But what I want to point out here is this. Jesus was sitting right there watching them, dropping their offering. This time around, we are carrying Jesus in us. You think he's not watching you when you drop something on the floor? You think he's not watching you when you see that uh, poor man asking for food and you refuse to give to him? You think he's not watching you committing all atrocities? Whatever we are doing, we are, we are, we are carrying of Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit in us that is watching us. So we cannot get away. You can't say like, you know, like he said, like he pointed in Matthew. You say, when I was this, he didn't, he didn't give me this. When I was hungry, he didn't feed me. And they were asking, when did we see you and refuse to help you? But, but this time around, we are carrying him. So he sees us in whatever we're doing. I have some lessons we're supposed to learn from this, but let me just go to the, the last lesson. That's what the last lesson we have to learn from this widow's might is that the secret of giving that pleases God is recognizing that all we have belongs to the Lord. So this is not a question of uh, Paying tight or not paying tight. When you come to realize that whatever you have, including your children, whatever property you have, everything you have in this world belongs to him. Therefore, it's important for us to ask God, how should I spend your money? It's important for us to ask God, how do I give, 
And how much do I keep for myself? And remember, there's nothing you give to God that is too much. And whatever you give to him, he must surely bless you because he's a rewarder. Praise the Lord. So the poor is always with us. I want us to have that in our mind. And we are responsible to make them happy. I don't know if you watch, if you give money to a homeless or a poor person, you see, you've brightened his day. You see the joy in that person. I remember one time, I think I've told this story once. I went to McDonald's to buy breakfast. I always enjoy uh, the big breakfast. It comes with pancake, hot pancake. And so I went in there. I was about to, uh, no, I, it was, was a drive through And this lady came and knocked. So I want my, my, my window down. And I said, yes. She said that she's hung, you know, hungry. So I brought out my wallet. She said, no, I don't want money. I want food. So I said, okay. So I parked my car and then I went in, went in with her. So I told them to give her the same food I ordered for myself. And I expected her to stay by the side and eat it. And then she said she's taking it home. I said, why don't you eat it here? She said, no. That she wants to go and share it with her. Uh, her children. I said, how many children do you have? She said, three. I said, okay, make it three. Make the breakfast three. You should have seen the joy on her face. And she started blessing me. Praise the Lord. Can we have the second video, please? In this video, you see the difference between the first one you watched and this one. You see how God will bless you when you give. Mr. Jones. Here, I want you to take this and get you something to eat and a place to stay. Baby, that's our rent money. What are you doing? You want us to let the kids starve? 
take the money and get you something to eat. You're gonna give me your rent money? Don't worry about it. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna give you something and this is gonna protect you, okay? Got bad news, man. We sold the house this morning, and the new owner will be here shortly. Bob, yeah. I told you we would get you your money. We want to buy the house. We need just a little bit more time. I'm sorry. The house is already sold. You have to leave now. Bob, we don't have anywhere else to go. Please. I'm sorry, man. Please, hurry. That's the new owner. Well, let's, just, let's just go get our stuff. Mom, where are we gonna go? On the road? <laughs> Good morning, sir. Good morning. Good morning. So, uh, what's the hold up? Uh, the Jones are getting the stuff and they'll be out in a second. The Jones? Yeah, Jones, you know? I'm not sure. Can I meet them? Sure. Come on. Please, just just give us a few more minutes, please. Just please give us a few more minutes, please. Just a few more. Mr. <laughs> and Mrs. Jones. Do I know you? Mrs. Jones, they saw me scavenging through a trash can. They gave me their last bed. They gave me their rent. And they didn't have any more money. But they saved me, man. These people right here, they saved me. Do you have the key? The house is yours. 
bless you, Jamie. You're welcome, Mrs. God Jones. bless you. God bless you. Thank you. You're welcome. You deserve it. A simple act of kindness can go a long way. It may not repay you today or tomorrow, but do good and good will follow you. Each one helps one. If you see someone in need and you can help them, no matter how small it is, it could mean a lot to them and may help them in ways you can't imagine. Love makes the world go wrong. Without love, we're empty. Help someone today. Show them that someone cares. Show them that someone loves them. Praise the Lord. You see what um, an act of kindness can do? Uh, this lady, this couple, thank you. They gave him their rent money. And they were about to, to be kicked out of their house because they couldn't pay their rent again. And God so made it to the point that this, the same house they were living was bought by the homeless boy they helped. So every act of kindness, anything you do for, for God, God will surely reward you for that. And please, as we continue with this uh, welfare day, like we said, it's not something that we should always be thinking towards the end of the year. Let it be a lifestyle, a pattern, that every Sunday, every time we have an opportunity, let's sow into the life of these helpless people. Because their life depends on us. They are not competing with us. But each time we help them, God must surely reward us. Because this is what he says. To God be all the glory. In Jesus' name.